2037 is the time and that's a perfect entry point to the value they're not just in building these cities about which we are talking about but the value of the sciences the fact that we are living in a world that is moving strongly not decisively and solely in the direction but the value of science technology engineering and mathematics is important and so an international engineering institute launches in south africa cape town specifically to introduce training in building information modeling bim is a skill that is part of the future of digital transformation with the architecture engineering construction industry and facility management a very viable career option and in great global demand Simply put, BIM is a process involving the creation and management of digital mock-ups that assist the design and building or construction process throughout its entire stages of development and maintenance. We find out more about the institution in the... Well, let's talk to first Kalule Henry Lukenga, who is the founder of the Nido Trust, which is the brainchild and benefactor to the Trident Engineering Institute, Kalule Lukenge, is born Ugandan, spent a lot of his time in the United Kingdom, is now domiciled in Toronto, Ontario State in Canada, but now, right now, in Cape Town, South Africa. Quite the homecoming it has been, Mr. Lukenge. Good evening. Welcome to SAFM. Welcome to South Africa. Welcome to Cape Town. Good evening, Songe. Good to see you today. Why are you here? Tell us in broad strokes why are you here what is the move all about of course i have your profile before me and it's quite the profile i must say but i think in your words it sounds better well i'm humbled to be here to start with uh, because obviously um uh, two things um, um uh, stand out for for two reasons are critical for me being here one is that um i believe uh, strongly that um um i, I believe strongly that um, um <clears throat> in order for us to change um um our continent, because I'm African by birth, um, um, we need to bring skills back home and try to contribute to moving the needle forward, right? <clears throat> and we need to be deliberate in doing that. That means that we need to identify uh, key critical skills in the diaspora, look at um, 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 models of excellency in application and deli service delivery and training, and then bring it back home to bring efficiencies and skills to our people so that we can create employment while growing our continent. That's really, those are really key things why I'm here. Um, but also on the, on, the, on the flip side, on the other point um, that, that I need to put more light on is um, um, as a child of the 70s in Africa, I've seen the Africa that once is 70s the, in Uganda specifically. Yeah, in Uganda specifically. So I've seen the idea, I've, I've seen uh, the, the idea I means of this world. I've seen um, um, the African story being painted about a starving kid on the street, right? And no one expects us to be CAs or FDs running big institutions. So uh, part of the evolution of my evolution has been uh, trying to break down these barriers one by one over the last 25 years. So um, upon getting a mountain top, the idea, the, the question is that what was there is to do, right? And then um, uh, having built my business in private, in the private healthcare space, uh, building Nexin Healthcare, which is uh, one of Ontario's largest um, healthcare, services, healthcare services companies, um, I, I choose to um, obviously use 15% uh, of, of its profits to um, to make That's substantial. Yeah, to create uh, to try to move the needle in in Africa, starting from East Africa, to try to make it 
traveling try to try to um um uh, try to shape it in some way some shape or form using my both my technical skills and the revenues the net earnings i generate so our work starts in uganda where we run several schools for um girls girls who can't go to school because of um as you know africa they tend to don't, to prefer putting boys in school right so the idea wrongly wrongly uh, we wrong, agree uh, wrongly but uh, so you um, uh, as i said the kids of the 70s these are things we lived with we didn't want to but we lived with them now that i'm in position to something about it i've done something about that by putting um having having my mama, my mother through her work to uh, um um keep girls especially victims of the war men of east africa as was in high school and then um out of my passions is wildlife conservation so we've done uh, several projects in uganda that focus on um um mainly wildlife conservation through access to um uh, basic needs most of which are like education healthcare and macrofinance so um um so people around the parks don't have to use a lot of firewood in in day to day activities and cooking and access of energy so it's out of that that uh, this institute comes along because um having um looked at um um where uh, the african continent is going right like you could uh, point to a few sectors right and you're going all of us know that housing is a, is literally one of our biggest needs going forward because um if you look around uh, the the entire continent not just as africa but all the way to uganda nigeria we having many kids right and we're on housing so anything that fixes housing fixes a lot of issues one employment to uh what's it called um, the other bits around it healthcare housing education all of it fits within fixing housing infrastructure so when i looked at uh, what areas to focus uh, my technical and financial skills uh, fixing housing became one of the issues then when it came to how to do it then uh, it came to choosing try to find um another application or skill set that uh, we can deliver over um uh, many many people very quickly right that's where bim came into position as as a vehicle because uh, of the way uh one it's sold internationally and the way it's been applied regionally in all the different countries you find that um 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 right now um bim skills all over the world um um are in the critical lead few people right where in my in my humble opinion i don't think it should be like that right i think that um 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 just like um like trying to be a ca you don't have to be an fcca to be a bookkeeper you can do two sections of a ca program and go be a bookkeeper in a company and earn a decent income through your In other words, how do you widen the scope to get more people involved? Exactly. To open these spaces that traditionally have been used to keep people like us, exactly. all of us in this room, out of uh, the mainstream. Of the exactly, right? So then the idea was that uh, let's get this program, right? And then find a few professionals who can break it up into pieces, right? And then add uh, uh, what's it called, um, industrial attachments, so that uh, at every level of the, trainings, the, tra- the training mechanism, uh you could do 3 months do 2 months worth of industrial, industrial training then take those skills to the market and find something not just a job but you can sell a skill you can sell a skill to anyone in the street like someone says i'm a plumber i'm a bricklayer i'm um, a furniture carpenter company maker you don't need to have a job to do that you just have the skill absolutely when you have the skill people are going to come for, they, they'll come they'll come looking for you once you have the skill right so our focus is uh, uh break the qualification down to pieces that a kid out of high school can take on so that um it see like many of us who are, are not from from good backgrounds to have a, a good matric training to pass to go to law school you could use the bim skill 
and pick up facilities management or just uh, AutoCAD or Revit, one of them. And then it's a premium scale in the market space because no one else has it. The interesting part about this, and I'm going to come to my brother here, Mr. Majia, in studio with us, who is the CEO of Trident Engineering Institute, the implementing agent or body, if you like, to yeah. this BIM program about which we are talking. We're going to speak to him just now, Mr. Mashud Majia. He's a South African and you're Ugandan. I'm a South African and we're all Africans and everybody's happy. Yeah. But the importance specifically of the breaking down of, let me call it in broad terms, the qualification, because part of my legal training, for instance, required me to do non-law courses, yeah. economics. I failed that. It was never going to help me in my law, or at least I haven't seen the value of it in my law. But because I would have failed that, it would have slowed me down from becoming ultimately the lawyer that I now am. So similarly, I'm interpreting you to say this BIM program essentially takes out the need to populate the program for the sake of population's yeah. sake yeah. and say this is what you need as a starter, even then, because it's not a cap. This is a start. This is something you can take to industry, and depending on your enterprise and your heart's content, you can move with it because you've got this. It's credited. You can build on this. Yeah, exactly. So basically, uh, um, the, the central focus of our approach, that's why uh, we've got a strong reception from everyone, is that, um, um, one, we need to broaden the access, right, so that you can have as many kids as possible, regardless of where they are in, in life, pick up the skill set. Because uh, you've... Uh, you could quote and quote me a bit here that, um, for example, um, Indians are they're doing all the coding, okay? All your websites are from India, okay? But not none of, none of those coders has a degree, right? So we don't need to have degrees to succeed, mm. right? But you can build a skill set uh, in many of our young people, and then they can monetize that skill set, right? and then get themselves out of poverty. Because, let's face it, no economy can provide employment to all its graduates. But every economy has enough work for all its, all its skilled trades holders. Absolutely. Perfectly said. Right? So, so we need to get that balance right. But what I think we've lacked in Africa is that people give us a curriculum we didn't choose. Right? And then we've been playing it like, like you're playing a song without asking yourself why you're playing it. Right? So I think it's time we stop and say, what skills do we need in our young people? Right? And how can we get those skills in these young people very quickly without spending 10 years in school? Importantly. Importantly, the time between access the training and to reap benefits from the training and contributing into the economy. Exactly. So we need to shorten that. Like, I don't think we need to have people spending five years in school to be a plumber. Because changing a pipe doesn't need to be you to know about the law of what, how pipes work. I don't think so. Right? And you find that, um, um, for example, like I, I gave you the Indian question, the Indian experience. Yeah. I've, I've been to India, I've been to, to a few other South Asian cities. They focused their kids on a few critical skills and said, okay, you don't have to know um, Picassos of this world mm. if you can assemble five cars in two minutes. Yeah, sure. Right? The Chinese, they become the world's factory by getting enough Big young time. people into a few things and focusing them on those things and those things only. Yeah, China by a country mile, the world's manufacturer. We're right. going to engage this a little while from yeah. now. Thank you so much, Mr. Kalule Henry Lukenga, who's the founder of Needham, the benefactor of his brainchild now, and we're going to engage the person who's at the top, that brainchild, Mashudu Majije.
Trident Engineering Institute. He's the CEO. After the ad break, everything that you've just heard now, we are going to unpack it in terms of the form and its substance through Trident Engineering Institute tomorrow to be launched here at the VNA Waterfront, Cape Town. After this break, please do engage with us. Johannesburg 714-2006. I've got Africa's finest brains within a meter from me. Amazing. SAFM, leading the conversation. Songhez on SAFM. It's interesting, the conversations you can actually have you can actually have whilst we are not on air but um henry and i were just having a nice little discussion which was starting to get to the meat of it and of course we were interrupted by the end of the ad break not for radio but certainly something on another day i will engage responsibly because it is an important conversation that we have especially from a pan-african perspective but talking about pan-africanism this very story in fact is predicated on pan-africanism i'm in conversation with kalule henry lukenga who is the founder of nido trust and their work you're going to find out in real terms exactly what it will do in south africa because the ceo of trident engineering institute formed from the funds of the nido trust that Kalule was talking about and his vision for Africa, particularly in the BIM modeling. Mr. Mashudu Majia is here in studio. He is effectively the implementing agent of this vision that has been put and sold to us by Kalule. Good evening to you, Mashudu. Welcome to SFM Viewpoint. Well, good evening. Uh, and thank you very much for, for this time and uh, good evening to the listeners too. Let's talk about this vision that the country has now heard. Yeah. How do you plan, or rather, the plan is obviously to launch yeah. Trident Engineering Institute, and you have to sell this institute now as that space. That is not taking anything away from anybody, but adding to the landscape of opportunity, particularly in training, but with a twist, because this one is engaging critically at those things that you can access, be yeah. skilled on, and take them as they are into industry almost immediately. Talk to us about the structure yeah. of the TEI. Well, I think uh, Henry is a very humble person. Um, so Henry has, and with his family, they've donated uh, 9 million rand to to set up this structure and they're very committed to, to make sure that um, it, it does happen um, and it does have a huge impact uh, not on, only in South Africa because the, the long-term goals is is to go to Uganda and go across the African continent but let me talk a little bit about the structure um, so we set up uh, on behalf of Henry uh, a NIDA trust which is a registered uh, charitable trust here in South Africa um, the NIDA trust um, actually uh, controls and own the Trident um, Engineering um, um, Institute. Um, Trident um, Engineering Institute, we're in the process of finalizing our registration with the Department of Higher Education and Training. We just raised the guarantees um, um, last week with the insurance company. So um, the NIDO Trust has given the permission um, or IP permission to, to the Institute to, to train the BEAM um, sort of students. Uh, so we have engaged with professors in the UK, in the in the US, um, to and also in Africa to design the curriculum. And we've submitted the curriculum for accreditation with SACWA and the Council of Higher on Higher Education. Um, so we are going to have two diplomas um, that are 360 cr credits 
and we're going to have six higher certificates that are 120 um, credits. Um, and really the, the, the target audience, we're targeting um, high school graduates, we are targeting TVET uh, graduates, TVT, we are also targeting um, professionals that would like to, to change their career path and, and consider building information modeling model, modeling as one of their, their possible career new career choice. So all of these is to try to bring the BEAM qualifications close to the people um, because the way things stand at the moment is that BEAM is almost like far ahead. You almost have to get degrees and years of work experience before you can attend the training within the BEAM. So what we have done is because of the need of trust, uh, the, the more students come through the institute um, and the revenues being generated is the more this revenue will come back as bursaries and as scholarship to students that deserve or meet our minimum requirements. Mm. Um, so the idea is to get as many students as possible through the BEAM qualifications. And we've partnered with a lot of already stakeholders within the BEAM sector, within the construction sector, and within the municipality sector. And in fact, we had a very positive meeting with the city of Cape Town that are really willing and opening up to take some of our students to do the practical activities because as part of all these programs, mm. there are theoretical courses that they have to complete as students, but there's also in each level, in each year, there is a month or hours of practical experience they have to do with a company, basically taking all that they've learned from us and putting it into workspace as part of training. The idea is that once they've graduated, they will graduate with already hands-on work experience to sort of go straight into the workforce and also graduate with an accredited qualification and also graduate with an accreditation which is endorsed by professional bodies globally. So that's really what we're trying to achieve with the structures that we've set up. Yeah. These are exciting times, and perhaps you should tell us why specifically Cape Town of the options that were available in the country <laughs> prevailed. Well, I know Mike has a view as to why Cape Town would prevail. Mike, that's a joke, by the way. Yeah, well, I think uh, the choice just happened because I happened to be living in Cape Town, and it was easier for us to set up the structure here instead of me traveling up and down because we came together during COVID lockdown. Um, I only met Henry uh, three weeks ago, but we have been in, in meetings for the last year and a half. And, but we couldn't meet because of, of the lockdown regulations. So basically what we've done, we've used that time to actually come with the solutions that um, we do believe they'll have a huge impact um, across Africa, especially trying to build smart cities because we definitely need technology to be able to bring efficiency, to be able to stick to the budget, to be able to deliver projects within um, uh, time and also improve the quality, quality. Uh, of our people. Yeah. We certainly are going to have to spend just five minutes with your indulgence, gentlemen, and the production team in studio in Johannesburg, simply because there are just one or two other critical aspects that I need to tease out of you, at least to be able to tease the people enough to be, one, interested in the fortunes of Trident Engineering Institute, but also to have a sense of optimism about that South Africa is still an investment-worthy destination that can court money outside of the continent even 
of course it helps when it's one of our own doing that. So absolutely do not take anything for granted. Mr. Lukenge and Majia return after the ad break, I mean after the news break. It is 21 hours. Greg Hoos is on standby. Good evening, Greg. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. We're back. We are live. This is the SAFM Viewpoint with me, Songezomapete. As before, I had the pleasure and honor of introducing to you Kalule Lukenge and Mashuru Majia, who are both guests of mine this evening here in studios. Of course, you do know by now that we are broadcasting from Cape Town. Let's just play one voice note from the first conversation earlier today before we then take a call respectively to engage this conversation that we are about to wrap up and that of course being the Trident Engineering Institute here in Cape Town to be launched tomorrow. The voice note please. Good evening Songeso. You know Songeso? Everybody is singing the praises of the DA with this Cape Town, this, uh, this municipality, the best municipality, the best this, the best that. My gosh, the DA in the Western Cape are building an apartheid state. Please, thank you Zongezo, bye. We move on, I have dealt with DA's, or rather not DA, beg your pardon, with Cape Town exceptionalism. Let's go to Tandu Kolo in Johannesburg who has his thoughts on the conversation we are currently having with my two gentlemen in studio. Hi, Songezo. Uh, hi, Mr. Lukele and Mashuri. Uh, just a, a question. Uh, so, to my understanding, BIM uh, management uh, is, a, is a management tool, basically. So, I want to know what's the plan in terms of integrating this into, uh, like, further, basically, into other courses, because it is a management tool, which for someone uh, junior or that has never worked in, in a so as an engineer or an architect or something, to sort of move straight into that uh, part of the job where you're coordinating and managing different um, uh, sort of disciplines uh, and that coordination. If you don't have the necessary uh, sort of background in terms of what needs to happen, it might pose a, a challenge. Uh, so I see it as a tool, and the uh, reason I'm saying that is because, uh, so it's like Excel or Word or any other um, a tool that you can use, but then how do you translate that further or make sure you integrate it so that those people that will get this course have the necessary skills um, to, to, to further the, or basically use this course once they've obtained it instead of just uh, another course which uh, students will get um, and, and, and then they won't be able to get employment. Um, Yeah, fantastic. We got that. Um, I'm going to give that response to you, Mashuda, because you will be at the coalface of engaging these questions and a whole lot more. Do you want to respond to the caller, please? Thanks, Tantpol. Well, thanks for the question. Um, Obviously, we are very aware of that, Um, and and together with uh, the professors um, and the academics that uh, help us build these curriculums, um, 
we obviously identified uh, the need for, for, for industry um, attachment. So throughout every single stage of learning, um, our students are required um, as a part of the courses, as an entire industry attachment curriculum where they have to be incubated or be onboarded by existing um, companies where where that becomes part of the learning and and that whole industry attachment it's a major course within the programs in other words it has to be completed before they can graduate so the idea is that um, there's going to be an internal supervisor who's actually within the site uh, who's helping the students to put all the practical all the theoretical learning into practical um, experience and there will be an external examiner who is a professor within the engineering and the beam space and at the moment as I said we've got two programs um, uh, focus of the programs we're foc focusing on uh, construction uh, management and facility management and we've been on the road um, uh, for about a year recruiting companies that are more interested in helping us sort of get the practical skills that is required to be able to qualify as a, as a beam expert, so we, we we I think we've got that covered, but we are very happy to to get as many suggestions as possible from from the industry because we do believe by building a very strong ecosystem, we can be able to bring these industry specific programs to the people at a level in which they can start growing their expertise at a young age, uh, so that probably we can resolve some of the challenges that that we are facing, especially now in, in, in within the country in terms of construction management and facility management. And CHE and SAQA will take care of those yes. accreditation and quality issues that perhaps may arise. Legitimately so, because Absolutely. just last week, the Council for Higher Education, I think it was, closed down a lot of colleges yes. in and around the country that were purporting to be tertiary institutions without the necessary papers yeah. to justify that. And, and that's why, from our side, uh, as a need of trust in the, the, the Trident Engineering Institute, we want to make sure the compliance is, is there. And we are opening our first uh, set of classes in 2023. So from now on until end of the year, we'll be getting all these tick boxes out of the way to make sure that um, these programs are, are properly accredited. Fantastic. Yeah. Certainly. 2110, I want to give a final word now, an opportunity to Mr. Kalule. Lukenge, who has now got one more sleep before his vision takes shape with the launch that is due tomorrow. Is there anything you wish to say that has not been addressed or just something to keep us inspired, Mr. Lukenge? Yeah, two things. One is that uh, in addition to what he just said, right, um, our graduates are going to um, have the privilege once all alliances have li we've lined up um, they, they, they're going to be able to plug into um, several international designations as they go through our program, uh, like how CIOB are trying to add, add, add themselves to us and RICS. So by going through us, they'll get preferential treatment to all these professional designations. That means that um, as a, a baseball provider, what we're doing in a niche market, everyone else in the sector is looking at us especially differently given what, how we're delivering what we're delivering. So by coming to us, you won't just get... Um, a, a designation to work in South Africa. Once you come through us and you go through the stages, you've got the potential to pick up a few skills you can move, you can use across the continent, right? That is, this, this, these are unique advantages because uh, it helps a lot. It helps a lot. Um, now, my, my other my other uh, other point I, I want to add here, this mm. is actually quite important to me, is that um, I believe the private sector has to drive the changes we need to do. Right, like we've come in to say we can bring break them down into 
pieces and use those pieces to get many of our young people uh, out of poverty. Um, I think, for example, in my healthcare space, I see potential there too, right? Because also at Africa, uh, we've got a problem with access to healthcare, right? Like basic healthcare, right? I believe there is an opportunity there for someone to use our exact model mm. and break, break mm. down mm. healthcare into smaller pieces that can be delivered at local level, right? For example, uh, you can have a social worker being someone who has a shop, Right, where they can sell milk, milk and water while solving social work issues for fee from people, but we have to give them the skill set to be able to do that, and we can do that using online training. Brilliant. Okay, so we can break these things down into pieces, and use those pieces to create employment at local level, so that we we do shoot two birds with one stone. I'm excited about this. I really right? am. So, so that's really, uh, if I could sum it up, that that's really the core of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Well, in East Kosa, we would say all that remains is Amasi Abegwe Elangeni Umpogolko Unekala. And I think the best, because it's impossible to translate most African languages, if not all. So the closest in English that that comes to is the proof of the pudding is in its tasting. And we look forward to a beautiful pudding because from what I've heard, it has all the hallmarks of something wonderful. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Thank Thank you for having us.